well, well, well. It is officially it's officially Christmas Eve, but I sure. think we got the real present that we what we really wanted for Christmas last night. You know, I always used to open my favorite one early, so this is fitting for me. Uh, Dude, that that Bruins game last night was, I'll just say not what I expected, that's for sure. I got my wish, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think I got my wish for 60 full minutes of hockey, because uh, we, we definitely got that. I mean, the Capitals showed us they still had a pulse, but you would expect that out of the best team in the league. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, and I, I just, I mean, them push, them pushing back wasn't like a bad sign for us. Uh, I think we handled their their attempts at momentum swings pretty well. Um, just and just, I don't know. So there's so there's so much to touch on. What just what an incredible game. I I, I want to get into Tuca, who looked great. I thought it was really yep. refreshing to see how good Tuca looked uh, facing at that, and just how we finally cracked the Holtby code. It was almost like it was. It was almost like the broadcast was jinxing the living shit out of it because it was just, oh uh, yeah, Holtby's never really allowed more than two goals, and uh, <laughs> you know we had three in in under ten minutes, so it was just, it was uh, it was crazy. I, I, the atmosphere there only seemed to be insane. Well, it's one thing to kind of solve the Holtby issue; it's another thing to get him pulled after the first period, because that that alone had to have jacked the Bruins up pretty good on the bench. 100%. He ended up letting in, what, four of them? Yeah. So we did um, three more on Sam's. Well, I mean, there was a couple. It was an empty netter or two. Yeah, so obviously the final score to this game was 7-3. to three. Uh, I don't – you know, there are some negatives to this game, believe yeah. it or not. Uh, and yeah. I I think there's more negatives – I mean, more positives to this game than negatives. But the things that I did notice is that we got massively outshot. I mean, if it wasn't for that first period, we probably would have lost this game. Yeah, I mean, in the first yeah. period, we had 11 shots and four goals, which is pretty unheard of, usually. But then the next period, we had two shots. And then in the third period, we had four shots. Right. So if we weren't already up 4 nothing on them, then there's a good chance that we would have lost just based on the fact that, you know, they had better. They had 42 shots overall. I mean, we had 17. Yeah. That's that's not really a stat that you look at and think that we could have won this game seven to three. Yeah, and again, incredible night for Tukarask. Just absolutely incredible. Uh, it makes thirty nine saves for him. That's just that. That's that's uh that's that's some form that we used to see out of the old man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we definitely need it. That I kind of was thinking that on the way into the game yesterday is that you need Tuka to show up and give you a big game because that's going to be the only way that you win this game. And 100%. he really did. He showed up yesterday, and that was one that we really, really needed him to. And you couldn't really ask for much more from him. No, and I thought everyone who had to step up and fill in for Chara's minutes did did a good job at that. Yeah, uh, and then I think that that also gave Wilson the opportunity to play the game that he likes to play, and he tried to pick off players one by one. I mean, you saw that we had Krug was out. He didn't come back to the game. McAvoy, it's not looking very good, but we haven't heard anything exactly on what's wrong with him. Yeah, he couldn't, um, he couldn't get himself off the ice. That one was, I think that was a hit from Oshie, not from Wilson. It was. But yeah. regardless, I mean, they, they started to pick us off one by one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was scary. It really was. Um, Tom Wilson definitely was allowed to play his game, and when your only your only uh, scare factor is Brad Marchand, it's just. 
it's not very it's not very intimidating you know well see that was one of the big problems is that we were up pretty we were up by a significant amount in this game and i started thinking i just want to get out of this game with no injuries you know i i want to see us win obviously but they're starting to take these liberties because we don't have anybody that's really going to step up and fend off these big guys because there's no chara there's no miller there's no any guys like this brett Ritchie's supposed to be this tough guy who's not a goal scorer he's a third line fourth line player and he did nothing last night no you know yeah and i don't he just i don't think he gives a shit i don't get what what he's waiting for if this is what his like play style is but it doesn't seem like it it's really working out i agree um yeah i don't i don't know what to do there i I mean that also kind of leads me to the part where you have Pasternak sort of sticking up for himself and sticking up for his other teammates, which I love it. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that, but he's your star player. You yeah. cannot risk him breaking his hand fighting somebody. You can't risk him getting taken out by Tom Wilson because he's a thug and he doesn't want pas- uh, Pasta to keep scoring. You know, yeah. so and he's these- and, you know he's tougher and scrappier than your than your other top of the league talents on other on other squads like you know he's yeah you know i take him i take his style over Sidney crosby type deal uh in terms of just demeanor and toughness but uh you know yeah obviously you still don't want him hucking haymakers he's still breakable even yeah if he's tougher. i mean and we really don't have those guys on our team right now i mean it, this is the exact that yeah. was the exact game where you want a player like you know mcquaid or boychuk or somebody oh, that we used to have that you both miss you that, both. yeah exactly somebody that can stick up for your guys and make sure that they're not getting destroyed i mean you can't risk pasta being out for an extended period of time or or even bergeron or martian either martian loves to mix it up with everybody but that also draws attention to him and they try to take his head off yeah and last night it was weird to watch him try to be a uh just a peace a peacekeeper was what it seemed like uh, yeah in, during that entire uh tom wilson scrum uh, I mean, you knew that where, it was going to start do, going crazy. He didn't then. very, very do a very good job, <laughs> I will say. Yeah, but it was. Uh, what what more can you do when Tom Wilson's throwing haymakers around the lineman's body onto the top of Pasta's head? Yeah, I don't know what else you can really do there. Um, yeah, and just like this fourth line, it was like almost cute at the end, <laughs> like like the five and five scrum at the at the end of the game. It was like this is nice, boys, but good God. <laughs> like none of you are, are really intimidating at all, right? Um, that's the notion of the fourth line, but you guys are, you guys are, literally look like the smallest guys we have. <laughs> so, I mean, it was nice for a couple of these guys that did end up getting goals last night because, you know, Bjork. It, I think a goal for him goes a long way, and the same thing with JD with DeBrusque is that, you know, I think that the, him getting a goal really. Um, gets his game going. You know, he feels like he's yeah. contributing and that he's a big part of what's happening on the the team, uh, and he needs that because he's a he's a really good player when he can get going. I mean, he's got I think nine goals already this year or so far this year. Yeah, and that's pretty good. I mean, that's Definitely. that's a good start, and we're not even quite halfway through. So, and what are we in year four for him? Year three, DeBrusque? Yeah, uh, it's either two or three. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. That's also another guy I could see getting a little tougher as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw what happened in that last, you know, in the playoffs last year with Kadri and all that. I mean, 
that first game or or the couple of the early games that we played against them, DeBrusque was a, a machine. He was on a mission. He was all over the ice. He was hitting. He was tough. Um, it definitely gives you a glimpse, hopefully, into his future and what he's going to be moving forward because, you know, he has the hockey skill. He has the toughness. His dad was an enforcer in the league, which doesn't mean anything really, but, you know, he has kind of the background and and he knows what needs to be done to win games. And I think that he'll be a good young player moving forward that will be able to lean on a lot in a couple of years down the road when some of these other guys are on the end of their careers or, you know, retired or whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, he might be relied on a lot uh, here right after the break with, uh, you know, Krug and McAvoy's minutes maybe being in jeopardy of being yep. on the ice at all. Um, so maybe it's a little sooner than that. Yeah, it'll us. be interesting to see what actually comes out for those because last night, like I said, Krug, McAvoy, even Grizzlick went down with an injury at one point. Um, so – we got extremely banged up by this one game, which it was a game that, yeah, we really wanted to win. But you also have to think at what cost. I mean, th- sometimes there's nothing you can do to avoid these these plays. McAvoy, that was, I mean, it was kind of a dirty hit. You know, it wasn't, he was falling down a little bit, wasn't expecting that type of hit with 50 seconds left in the game. You know, so it's really hard to brace yourself for that or to to expect it, but you know, we got really banged up, and I'm hoping that with this little three-day break that we have going on, that by Friday maybe we get some guys back um, or they're not as hurt as they were, but maybe it's because, you know, we're up in this game by three, four goals, and why risk putting them in again? Yeah, don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a little it's a little worrying, and then in hockey you just never really find out what the hell the actual problem is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking at the Krug hit here, and, uh, you know, that's a clean hit, in my opinion. Um, not saying you were saying that. I know you were talking about the McAvoy hit, which was pretty dirty uh, from TJ Oshie. But, uh, you know, it's just that's good clean hockey, and that's just a bigger guy knocking you off your path there into the fucking boards. And if it's anything upper body and if it's anything serious, it looks like it might be like a broken collarbone or something like that. I know they don't really uh, – tell you what's wrong with hockey players which is something i do respect about the sport they just kind of leave it to upper and lower body um but yeah it does, if, if this is serious it looks like it could be a, be a little bit yeah i think i think collarbone is is a pretty good recovery time like it's not a great injury to have because i think it takes a while um yeah but like you said it is kind of a good thing for players also that they don't really disclose the injuries because yeah. In this league, I feel like, you know, you have players like Wilson and you have players that are dirty in this league that um, that will target those areas yeah. and do things like that. And just, I mean, not to sound too much like a homer, obviously we have Brad Marchand on our team. We've had issues in the past. He's been suspended. He's turned his game around. You know, I know I keep saying Wilson as in as if he's the only dirty player in this league. We know. We get the Marchand thing. It is what it is. It's happened. Right. He's been suspended. He's obviously changed his ways a bit. Um, he hasn't been suspended in a few seasons now. So yeah. just get that out of the way now. Yeah, 100%. And, like, listen, everyone's got the guy uh, pretty much. You know, uh, some guys stand out more than others. I know we've had one of the reigning champs of being suspended. Uh, but, yeah, he, he has grown up a bit. And, 
you know, almost to a point where it's like, I don't know, did, did I want to see more out of him last night to protect Pasta? A little bit, a little bit. I wanted to see him pop Tom Wilson in the, in the jaw, and maybe he knew that was a bad idea and he didn't do it. Uh, but I don't know. It was just, he was, it was a little too like, come on, guys, break it up, and a little, and not enough. Uh, that's my star player. I mean, it, it, he was there every step of it, which was good. I just, I don't know. Well, it's see, easy to watch it in slow motion and get pissed off. Or that's find, the other thing. With it. I, I kind of think about that sometimes with Marshan. You know that he's the first one to want to jump in there and do whatever it takes. But I also yeah. wonder if he knows that he's under a microscope and that he has such a bad history that is this the reason that he doesn't do a lot of the things that he used to do? It kind of His game has obviously changed. He's scored more goals and things like that. So... Is it that he doesn't want to get suspended? He's afraid that if he does anything that he will get suspended. Um, and I, I don't know what it is. I can't tell what the what the line is for him. There's a there's a little – there's something different in, uh, in Brad. Uh, there's – it's – it's uh, I don't know. That, it, that, that changed player of the last few seasons seems to have turned another page. And there's just a little less of that fire. And you know, I mean, we we talked about how how he's quietly having an all star season. He's a hundred percent right there. It's just it's 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 weird. It's a new Brad Marchand that I'm not used to seeing. Yeah, it's just we have this we have this like talent line now with him and Pasta and Bergie, and it's 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 different to say the least. It's different. Right. Uh, but it's awesome. They're great. But I don't know. It's you know. And, you know, Andy and, uh, you know, Br- Brick and Jack were, you know, on the broadcast at the end of the game. And they're like, wow, really, really would make for a great playoff series, wouldn't it? And like, it's like, you guys just love fear. You just love fucking like being terrified. I mean, I got to tell you, I, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. I don't want to play them in the playoffs either. Yeah. Oh, what a fun series it would be. No, guys. No. No. <laughs> it wouldn't. I don't fucking want that. I'm sure that it would be entertaining hockey, but there is also the opportunity for us to get blown out in whatever round it is that we play against them. Fucking masochists. Fucking so masochists, I tell you. Also, I, I want to touch on last night they had the three stars of the game, and I and I want to see if you would agree with the three stars okay. that they have. Okay. So the number three star was David Krejci, who had a huge night last night. Um, I want to say he had... Uh, th- a four-point night, at least. So, actually, he had a three-point night. Sorry. And I think that's pretty good. I mean, uh, overall, he's been playing so good since he's come back from injury this year. Um, I know that we say that a lot, talking about Krejci. But, yeah. I mean, you look at <laughs> you look at Bergeron, too. You look at Bergeron lately, too, is that every year he has an injury. Yeah, he does. But, I don't know. He definitely doesn't get the heat that Krejci gets for it, yeah, because he's because it's that's that's of late, and this is Krejci's entire career. I mean, look, Bergeron is he's he's Patrice Bergeron. So, you know, th- there's not yeah. a lot of there's not a lot of bad you can say about right. him. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes and all that. Right, he has injuries. It is what it is. He's a major yeah. part of this team. But I would like to say that you know, Krejci gets a lot of heat, but he is like a sneaky good player for us. I mean, he's always been consistent. He is always. He's never had a consistent winger since, I guess, Aginla. You know, so we're looking at right. a handful of years since he's had a consistent 
winger on that side. Lately, he's had DeBrusque um, on the other side, so that's good. But we're still always looking for a right winger. Um, so he's just been, overall this year, he's been one of our best players. And I, and I like to see that from him because, you know, I love Krejci. We, we've, he was here when we won the Cup. He was a major part of that team winning the Cup. And I think that it's good to see him uh, succeeding this year. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I have a, I have a fucking Krejci shirt jersey. I love David Krejci. It's been one of the most frustrating trajectories of fanhood. Yeah, he's, it's just he's hard to stay on the ice to the point where every time we give him a contract, it's like, okay, but really, and it's like crazy because every time it's like he's up for a contract, the buzz around the NHL is, well, David Krejci might be available, and like this is what you got to pay him, and like everyone yeah. is like, everyone understands his value but like to a point where his his injuries are almost ignored and it, it's just at a point where you, you can't ignore them right it's just, they're so abundant but you know all that being said all that aside yeah he looked fucking great last night if we can get that guy in the playoffs to stay all of the playoffs that's uh you know that's what you pay for yeah and i think it'll be interesting to see what happens when his contract is up soon um what they're gonna do whether they re-sign him which i would love if it was a team-friendly deal um, I'm not saying lowball the guy by any means because he is a great center. Any team would be lucky to have him on their team. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But that leads me yeah. to Coyle, who was the second star last night. Yeah. Um, feels like it feels a little bit like a little extra hundred hundred goal hundred career goals love there maybe. Yeah, I mean he's another player who's been extremely consistent as far as. You know, he plays hard every night. He doesn't usually let up a lot of bad plays. He doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. He's hard on the puck. I think that he's definitely a big part of this team, and I'm glad that they re-signed him for, a, like, a longer deal um, because I think that he'll be a good part of the future for this team specifically. I agree. Um, and I, I, I like him and, you know, lo- love me a love me a good local boy story. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I you know I'm a big Charlie Coyle guy. I think that was one of our coolest deadline moves in a while. Yeah, uh, I uh, I'm all for it. But yeah, it's interesting. I think it's a little interesting that he was the second star last night. Yeah, I mean I think it was more. I think it should have probably went to Bergeron who had two goals. But yeah, one I of them just, was an yeah. empty net. So I guess you kind of consider that a wash. It's a, it is a goal. That's, don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's fine. It's just like if you're give, if you're putting Coyle in there, you're you're factoring in like non traceable stats and if you're going to factor in non-traceable stats the guy who i think changed the game more was patrice bergeron right and so then um, i mean that that leads you to the last star which i actually fully agree with it on this one and they they gave it to tuka rask this week or this game 100 percent. i mean just jesus he was he's the only reason i mean nobody really you know no one scored a hat trick the whole entire team the, themselves played really well together um but yeah. i don't think that there was one player that outplayed tuka as far as i mean you look at the Capitals, the Washington Capitals, the best team in this league, had 42 shots on goal, and we didn't lose the game. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of what it all in. boils down to. Let three in, so, like, what is it? It's a, he's, in the, he's in the 90s for save percentage at that point, right? I mean, he 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 stood on his head last night. I mean, there shouldn't yeah, even have nine, been that many shots. It's a 93% save percentage. Oh, it's a 928, 0.928. That's fucking... <coughs> I don't Pardon think me. that's more than you can ask for. 
I don't think anybody in the league can be mad about that going up against Washington. No. And if they are, it's because they're asshole Boston fans, and thanks for listening. But get your head <laughs> out of your ass a little bit. Um, no, man, uh, there's just a lot of good things. I, I love that coming out of Christmas. I hope we don't get have too much of a break there. I hope that this is like a, a legitimate momentum keep because uh, we need it. Uh, we need to take... You know, I don't know. We talked about needing to take two out of three with these. Uh, now with the back to back Buffalo, I think I don't, I'm expecting that team that showed up yesterday and that team that showed up yesterday should win both of those games. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big. These these are big games coming up. I know that in in years past, Buffalo has been one of the you know the laughing stock of the league, but yeah. they're not anymore. I mean, they're. They are now the Buffalo Jack Eichels, and they are a force to be reckoned with at this point. I mean, they're yeah. not a cup contender, I don't think, but they're definitely in the running for the playoffs, and I think that they could be a tough team to beat in the playoffs. Yeah, I I think 100%. I think they're a team that could uh, be annoying. They could they could Blue Jackets us, the, you know, like just be annoying and go deeper than you imagine, uh, like the Blue Jackets did recently. It, I I am just from years of watching sports overall. I am a big believer in the playoffs are completely a brand new breed of of hockey, of sports, whatever sport you're even in. You know, if you make the playoffs, you have a shot. It doesn't matter. I mean, you look at um the the Lightning got swept in the first round last year. 100%. Yeah, Arguably exactly. one of the the best teams in all of hockey ever. I mean, they had almost, they 100%. almost beat the records for everything, you know? So anything right. can happen. You can't take anybody lightly playing against Buffalo. It, you know, you have to take it as seriously as playing against Washington. Yeah. So, um, again, not yeah, to get too far. Washington, ahead. Washington is no, of course, but you're playing the, you're playing the likely president's trophy winner. That's just a fact. Uh, well, the way I see yeah. it going into these games, going against Washington, going against Buffalo, yeah. going against Toronto, these are potential playoff teams and put potential playoff matchups. You don't want to be dropping yeah. games to these guys like it's nothing. No, uh, especially Buffalo, especially a divisional matchup. Because you would see below, you would see Buffalo earlier on that you would, then you would probably see the Caps. Right. Um. So yeah, no, I think we got to take both of these and. Uh, just you know, let the let the let the Sabers, but also let the division know who's in first place, and you know who may have had a nine-game skid, but they're here now. I think that this this game against Washington was really what they needed, and something that's going to turn the team around. I hope. I mean, I think that there's a lot to build off of this game, and there's a lot to learn from it too. I mean, yeah, we beat them seven to three, but. The second and third period, we had a combined six shots. I mean, that's that's not going to do it. I agree, um, but I don't know. I, I I like to think that can't remain. You know, um, you know. There's there's even in last night's win, there was a lot of that that one extra pass that I think should have been a shot. Yep. I think I saw that at least seven times. Oh, still, that's still us getting out shot twenty five to or twenty four to fucking forty two. Uh, I wanted but, to yeah. ask you something because I I didn't you know I saw it at the game I saw a couple replays but I didn't get to see you know I I also haven't watched the replay of it since but what was the deal with that no call on the Ovechkin the the goal that Ovechkin scored in his own net? 
that's the biggest drop in history. So, because they that's, they that's blew the like whistle, the, the NH the NH the NHL should yeah. The, why the why the ref blew the whistle doesn't make sense. We didn't hit the puck at all. Yeah, it should not have been blown dead. That is a that the the score last night was eight to three. That that's just that the there's there's no excuse for that. There's no, there's nothing in the rule books that you know. Jack Edwards was quietly losing his head. He's like, "That is a goal. That is just a goal. That's just a goal." And like just and it was. It was. It's just that was just an absolute goal that uh, got robbed. And uh, I don't know if the NHL does. I think the NHL does these reports that come out and they're like, "This should have been this, and this should have been that." And if they do those, that it'll come out that that should have been a goal, hundred percent. So what I and saw, you can't, you can't challenge it, right? The only explanation I saw on Twitter was that it was the second worst rule in all of in all of hockey, aside from the offsides, is that he called it dead in the head, which that rule just shouldn't exist. Which me, basically means that he meant to call it dead, but he didn't call it dead on the ice. But he's going to go back in time and blow the whistle or whatever i don't know all right cool so we got this fucking offsides challenge and we got this to worry about now uh yeah the the, the net the nesson broadcast believe it or not did not find the rule that it went against they just said it was a fucking goal uh and i just i think it's a fucking goal and fine even if there's a rule there yeah that what what is what is that rule doing is that protecting players I like I what? don't know. Like it, it really that rule never made sense to me much. Is that he the ref goes well? I meant to blow the whistle, but I didn't actually blow it. Well, then too bad. I don't know. Like what what what? Kind also, of... why were you blowing the fucking whistle? Yeah, exactly. Why? No, no one touched the puck. It's a delayed penalty, right? Right. No so... one, no one from the Bruins touched it. Right. It should not be blown. They can't just decide. Okay, we want our power play now. And if they can, that's a stupid fucking rule. Yeah, man, I I think I don't know that that was a terrible call. From what I actually saw at the game, I like I said, I didn't get to watch the close up replays or anything like that. But I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever since I've been going to games seen somebody actually score on their own net on a delayed on a delayed penalty. Uh, yeah, and and I. I guess we didn't last night either, Andrew. I guess we didn't last <laughs> night. Our eyes were deceiving us. Yeah. We're, the, you can't let the best player in the league go down like that, I guess. I guess there's a there's respect rules or something. Uh, yeah, that was that was I mean, it's it's really hard to get angry about too much about, at that game, like that angry, but yeah. that was stupid. And if that that could have, you know, that could have been a difference maker if we don't pelt them early on. Yeah, absolutely. Um well, I think they look good. I don't know if you want to look ahead to we got our wonderful NBA Christmas Day tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, so let's let's switch over. We'll we'll preview the Celtics game, right? And then maybe yeah. maybe we can um touch base after the game or within the next few days and we'll do a recap of the Celtics game as well. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm definitely around. Uh So who do we got tomorrow? So we got the Raptors and, uh, you know, going into the preseason stats. Actually, before we do this really quickly, I want to retouch on that. So I, I watched the Charlotte game the other night. We handled them. We did beat the spread. Uh, we had a nice 20-point victory. Uh, Terry Rozier, I, I don't think, got any love or hate, like <laughs> which, which I thought was the saddest thing. It was like, we really don't give a fuck that you're gone. Like, we feel neither way about it. Yeah. Like, I think if you get booed, there's a little bit of like, yeah, you miss me and you hate that I'm gone or like whatever or like. 
I don't know. There's animosity. I'm on your mind. There's something about no real reaction that's just like I don't know, almost more demoralizing in my in my eyes. It's just like I don't know. I love Terry. I don't miss him. Uh, I hope he has a great career. Uh, I hope he has a career not in Charlotte because I don't really wish that upon anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but you know, I don't know. It was. Uh, it was sad. It was sad. But the thing I want to touch on is is almost has nothing to do with the game. It's just ba- back to the Taco Fall stuff. And now, so I, I hadn't watched live when he, he got put in the game. And at the nine-minute mark in the fourth quarter, the entire stadium is deafeningly screaming, we want Taco. And we're only up like 10 at this point, which the game is not out of hand. We'd blown 10-point 10, 10 leads. They'd blown 10-point leads. It's, it's a game that's going back and forth and didn't feel in hand at that point. And so it looks in hand, but it didn't feel that way. And then, like, you know, Graham would rip a three, and it's like, okay, now they're back to single digits, and it doesn't matter. The whole guard's going, we want Taco, <laughs> we want Taco. And then to the point where they got the organ playing, like, here we go, or like, like let's go south, like with the organ, and they're they're just changing that into we want Taco because it's the same syllables. <laughs> and it's just, it's it's insane. I was watching the game with my buddy Connor over here, and it, he's just like, he's he's got more of a problem with it than I do. But I can't fault that. It's just like, it is, it, it just, it does feel like a gimmicky charade. I, I love it. But it's just, I don't know. I hope that it doesn't get lost on these people that it's just like, this guy can play. And I don't think it does. And I, I don't know. It's nothing but good for Boston sports. I had my friend, uh, shout out to Tony Ascenda. I had Tony call or uh, shoot me a text message. He's a huge Philly fan. He hates all things Boston to the point where I can be like, hey, that was a pretty cool win for your team the other night. He's like, why are you nice? Like, <laughs> I can't. He's like, I fucking hate everything about your team uh, and everything Boston. He goes, I really like the taco fall uh <laughs> like thing I just wanted to let you know he goes I hate everything Boston Forest so I figured when there's something that makes me happy I should let you know and I was like thank you Tony yeah, yeah. this is a Christmas miracle I didn't expect uh, and he's like and I also like Kemba and I'm like thanks man but uh you know people people love the phenomena but you know it is I, I don't know if I get my Homer hat on a little bit here it is a little bit like okay but what are we really doing here what are we really saying I don't know is it's certainly a phenomena and it's not going away and Brad Stevens waving on the crowd invited every single home game where Taco falls on the bench for that cheer to start pretty early on in the fourth quarter. Well, here's the thing that's So good. I hope he's ready. The, the 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 good thing is that he is a good player with potential. I mean, he's not we're not saying he's a superstar or anything like that, but No. I mean I don't think I don't think he I don't even think All-Stars his ceiling. Right. Um, so so it's still good to player have players sure. like that. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, I don't know. He could with the with the. I was talking about the pacing thing when you were asking like why he doesn't play. And uh, you know he's 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 not much slower than Tice or Cantor. And what was interesting the other night is we started Tice as we always do, and Tice was doing that thing that I was saying you could do with Taco Fall, which is Tice played like fifteen minutes for the whole game. Enos Cantor came in and played twenty three off the bench. Grant Williams was doing some absolutely insane minutes. I, I will touch on the, the rookies really quickly. Grant Williams is looking like a, a real Boston Celtic. I don't know. I don't understand his ceiling, but the dude's six seven and he's out muscling their biggest guy on the boards and like Bismack Biombo and just putting a seven footer on his back and just getting him out of the way and getting the ball as, as a six foot seven guy. It's it's really impressive. And then we finally got to see Romeo Langford over the last two games. And last game he he just looks. 
he looks like he wants to be there and he looks like he belongs and he's hustling on defense. And all these people are talking about how like Romeo Langford coming out of high school was a top five recruit for the for the draft class last year. He had a thumb injury and he shot 29 percent from the field, which I which everyone was like, that's bad. Andrew, you've shot a basketball before, right? I mean, not try doing it with a not well. Right. But try doing it with a hunk of plastic on your shooting thumb. And, and and getting 29% of your shots to go in that entire year. Like, I think it's such a fluke when people are like, his shooting sucks. It's like, dude, he shot with a hunk of plastic on his hand the entire year. Yeah. And he still scored that much. And he still got the, like got to be a top 20 draft pick. And I think we got him on highway robbery. And if we can keep this kid healthy, he looked really, really, really fucking good. He had eight points, four, four boards, I think four assists. He had an amazing block at one point, a couple of defensive efforts. And he's he looks like an animal on defense. Uh so I, some really bright spots for the future, and maybe we can get these rookies to play some meaningful minutes while you know, we're on and off from everybody being banged up. Yeah. No, it's, good. it's a good sign. It's a good thing to hear. I mean, being a fan, you want to hear the stuff that they know how to draft people or they know how to scout and they know the stuff that they're, they have in the system. And it seems like they have some good stuff in the system, and it's, it's only a positive for the, for the fans, for the team, for everyone. 100%. Uh, I'm really happy with last year's draft class, and it's just we're kind of, we're kind of out of a, at a point where we don't we have like these moves we could make, but I don't I don't know what one I do. Yeah. I think you keep you keep working these these young guys. You wait till you can get uh, Robert Williams, or as I like to call him, Bob Bill back. Uh, you know <laughs> he's been looking pretty good as a young guy. Uh, so you know here we are going into tomorrow christmas day one of my favorite days of the year for basketball it is the, one of their marquee days in the way that you know uh football dominates thanksgiving yep uh, they dominate christmas uh celtics got the early game it's going to be 9 a.m for me 12 eastern time over there nice at the beginning of the year um this game was the worst of the ones announced and now i think it's third best which like you know that's not I'm not saying it's great. But this Celtics Raptors game is very legit. I think the Raptors are uh have proven themselves to show that we don't need Kawhi to be a playoff team. Right. We need Kawhi to be the best team in the NBA, but we don't need Kawhi to be a playoff team. Uh Kyle Lowry's playing like he's Benjamin Buttoning. He's playing like he's going in the other direction. He's going back to his prime, <laughs> which is just insane to watch. Uh Pascal Siakam is quieted down, but he was having like a really early all star push and like was looking like he was gonna be uh NBA's most improved. Now you kinda gotta go with Luca, who is just suddenly a MVP front runner. Um but so this game is is nothing to you know, and not to mention the the, the divisional uh, implications that this could have, uh, which is, you know, they are, I think, a game back on us in the conference. Is this game in Toronto tomorrow or? or I th- I think it's in Boston. In Boston. That's a good question. Um, I hope it's in Boston. But, uh, yeah, so they're, they're a half game back on us right now. So there's some serious uh, playoff implications uh, tomorrow. And, um, you know, I Toronto's nothing to – overlook or look past and I, I think everyone knows that and I just hope they come out tomorrow as as strong as humanly possible and just have a really good uh, Christmas Day outing because you know the matchup it's a tough matchup for us yeah for um, sure I actually just looked it up oh it is... no we're in Toronto yeah, yeah in Toronto yeah okay um so you know road game that's good I like us on the road 
Uh, I like us better at home, but I like us on the road. And uh, I do feel good going into tomorrow, going into Toronto on Christmas Day. But, you know, we'll see. It's definitely a, definitely a tough matchup. It was written off as, like, this is a D-minus matchup of Christmas Day. On, I, I saw one of the ratings was that. And that, uh, you know, that it's 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 uh it's the worst of the afternoon and you know now you have the golden state warriors who absolutely suck playing the rockets and that's not very exciting for anyone to watch and then we're closing the night with the new orleans pelicans and the nuggets and i think that was entirely dependent on zion williamson who hasn't played a minute all year um oh boy but so you got celtics raptors if we can steal that that's really good then if if the Sixers can beat the Bucks, that's another good thing for the standings for us. The Bucks are a little out of reach for us at five games out. Yeah, at being twenty seven and four, uh, Celtics only being twenty seven. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's a, it's 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 a day of good basketball, but it's a day of meaningful basketball tomorrow. And then I I think the main event is is the five o'clock game with the Battle of Los Angeles. We got to really see what these the Clippers and Lakers are as a as with their full strengths because you know when they started the season uh paul george wasn't there and uh, you had a bunch of injuries on the lakers and the clippers like snuck one out so did did i hear that very very interesting did i hear that lebron and davis both aren't playing tomorrow oh god i hope not if that's the case this is so stupid and i take back everything i just said <laughs> uh that's possible lebron just sat he's he's been dealing with something but if they sit both of them man they all right, so no, now now the latest that I'm reading on NBA.com is saying LeBron James, Anthony Davis expected to play on Christmas Day. So yeah. that means they probably okay. will. They got it. And I got I to gotta tell you, as soon as they probably said, like, yeah, we're probably going to arrest them, like the league was probably like, do you, do you want to pay us $50,000 in fines? Yeah. Because that's what you're going to fucking do. Yeah. Uh, you're losing so. us millions of dollars by doing that. Yeah, this is this game has been talked about since the schedule came out right. in fucking July. Like, like or what? Are, no, you can't. Like, you, you can't. I mean, that's one it's, of your the international revel, revenue alone. Right. The people who will be watching all around the world, exactly. Alone, let alone how everybody seems to nestle up at Christmas time and have the games on in the background. It really is a smart holiday to dominate. Absolutely. Because it's like everyone does their thing, everyone has their meal, and then it's like there's the rest of the day. Yep. And so it's just I don't know. It's, it's my favorite day of basketball for sure. Well, that's exciting. And, uh, I mean, hopefully we can pull it out in Toronto and see what happens and, and get a win there and then come back and, um, you know, talk about what what was good, what was bad, and hopefully more good than bad, actually. Yeah. Either way, we're going to have a lot to talk about, and uh, I'm excited to see. You know, it's I love these tests, especially at a, at a point where it's, uh, you know, it's you're really kind of doing put up or shut up and seeing what's up. And so I love... I, I you know I love to see where we're at with the the four seed, you know this is another talk about playoff potential playoff matches matchups. You know you really want to show out here. Yep. And this is a potential playoff matchup. I I don't think we're going to see Marcus Smart still, which is pretty disheartening. Um, I think Robert Williams is still out. Um, I don't I I I got I got to kind of doubt Taco Fall is going to be in uniform, but maybe he is, because. Uh, you know, we have this new guy from France, Poirier, who just had finger surgery, so he's out for a while, and I think that's why Taco's been up uh, from Maine. But I don't know; they also can only play him like fifteen games or whatever. So, do you want to bust through all of those or what? Yeah, I think if it was at home tomorrow, uh, it would be cool to have him in there. 
Yeah. But it would be interesting to see if Toronto wants Taco. It, yeah. And <laughs> uh, if Drake's going to be sitting there. Dude, I hope and so. If Drake's going to dap up Taco Fall. We'll see. It'll be a good day. I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah. You doing it? You doing some cooking over there? Got some cooking going? Yeah, get some, some stuff going on and uh, just trying to get ready for tomorrow. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I'll let you get back to it. This is uh, Bruins' best gift. Best gifts are opened early. That's what we That's asked my for. Motto. Yep, we got it. All right, hopefully we get another gift tomorrow, man, and I'll catch you on the other side. All right, sounds good. Have a good Christmas. Thank you, brother.